Libby only feels like she can make a move on men if she's on location. Like, <laughs> like in um, on the uh, the Crucible episode, obviously she wanted to make a move on that other lad because yeah. she thought the the sort of the Pilgrim Salem location was a romantic setting. Yeah, she's she's away from school, so she feels like she can be more herself outside of school. No, no, no. Um, I think what it is is that um, Libby only wishes to attack in the wild, and she's taking advantage of the slight disorientation one feels when in an unfamiliar setting to uh, pounce. That's what it is. Yeah, Yeah. so so she's she's going to strike, but just before she can, Hilda just makes Harvey vanish. But fear not, he's not in peril. Just in a massive boat jeep tank thingy. Working as a hunky travel guide. I believe it's known as a camisole. Hello and welcome to Sabrina the Teenage Watch, the podcast where three kind and kinky kleptomaniacs review all 163 episodes of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Witch. My My name is Phil, I am a kind and kinky kleptomaniac, and I'm joined by Graham Riley. Hello Graham! Hello Phil, why are we kleptomaniacs? Because we've stolen our listeners' hearts. Oh man, that's nice. That's real real nice. nice. I'm also joined by someone else who I hope has stolen something also. It's Mr. Chris Evans. Hello, Chris. Yeah, the other day I stole some testicle clamps and I'm going to use them tonight. Excellent. Uh, Were were you kind about it? No. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was. It was a very, very, uh, very nice exchange between me and the owner of the... uh, of the shop underneath the railway tracks. Sabrina, then. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Let's get on topic. Fucking hell. Uh, no, uh, it's, a, it's a great little shop, to be honest with you. It's put Sam Summers to shame, I'll tell you that much. They don't deliver, but, you know, they deliver in other ways, if you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean. Um, anyway, enough talking about clamps and such. Uh, we're going to talk about Disney World. <laughs> Switching gears here. The gang go to Disney World. They do, but it's not really. It's not Disney World. Disney World. They go to a a section of Disney World because I know Disney World. This is Disney World in Florida, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Unbelievably massive, way bigger than Euro Disney. The fact it's just called Disney World is just so strange. I can't. Yeah. All I can think of is that it must have been a a plug. Because Animal Kingdom, where this episode primarily takes place, opened two days prior to this episode airing. airing. So they would have filmed this when Animal Kingdom was closed to the public, still being built, built, finished off. Um, Yeah, and it actually officially opened to the public two days before this episode aired, which was May 1998. So we're lucky... Or end of April. We're lucky that the episode wasn't called Animal Kingdom, open now to book your tickets. (laughs) (laughs) It might as fucking well be, because they go on all the rides, and they tell you that all the rides are really exciting, and, and... they even have a subplot of Harvey being a uh, a tour guide telling you about all the amazing animals you can see there. Yeah. Um, consider- oh my god, yeah. If you... Yeah. If, shit. It's just a big advert. It's an episode of Sabrina. However, they're also telling you how magical 
specifically Animal uh, Kingdom is. Mm. I love shit like this. So this is why you watch old television shows. <laughs> so I watch kid shows. Just something weird like that. It's it's a bit like the. Um, I mean, we didn't find out until after we'd done the episode, but um, you know, the TGIF uh, time travel crossover yes. episodes and things like that. Just yeah, just weird little. Uh, Plugs and cross promotions and things like that. That's what you get from watching kids TV, particularly kids TV of this era. Um, and considering it was just a plug for a theme park, they got some good stuff in, some character consistent things. Yeah, it's it's not a laugh out loud episode, but there is some good lines. Specifically, Mister Craft is a cracking episode. Yeah, I think. he does. Yeah, um, he has some really good lines in it, and it is a bit of a how can we set an episode in Disney World because Disney have asked us yeah, to do us an episode do it, in it. Yeah. But, you know, regardless of that, I think it's still quite a, a strong episode. What, what, what did we think of it, Matt? As well? uh, yeah, and I enjoyed it. I mean, you know, we really were sort of overflowing with praise for the last episode. It certainly wasn't on that level, but it was it, it was standard. It, it kept things moving nicely. It didn't didn't, um, didn't derail the uh, the good run that we're on, I wouldn't say. Yeah, no, yeah, it was yeah, it was just a pretty standard episode. But I think, yeah, the script was, was, uh, was strong. Script. Makes me want to go, I've never because I've never been to Disney World. I been to, went to, to Disneyland. No, I went, I went to Disney World when I was wee. Uh, it was one of those things parents were like, yeah, we're going to go to Disney. It was, it was a great experience, but to afford it, we also went with my grandparents and we got this wonderful villa. Are these the grandparents that were chimps? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They fit right in an animal kingdom. They <laughs> yeah, enjoy yeah. themselves. So while we were there, obviously it's really hot. So my grandma bought a spray bottle with a fan on it. So Excellent. you can fan yourself and spritz yourself with water if you get too hot. It's yeah. just one of those things. But it came to pass that this this water bottle spray fan was going to come in really, really handy for my younger brother. Obviously, America's a huge place, and we were driving. Little brother uh, really, really needs a wee. Excellent. Uh, but we can't stop, because we're heading to the airport, and we're going to miss our flight. So uh, he, uh, in the back of this big seven-seater car, with the entire family and my grandparents, pissed in this wonderful spray bottle fan. Uh, it's just one of those things that's always stayed with me. I thought that was going to go, and my nan didn't even know. <laughs> yeah. She continued using it. But, I she wish. Was a, but she was a chimp, so she didn't care. Chimps <laughs> yeah. just... are always throwing things at each other, yeah. And when they went through airport security, they were like, how much liquid have you got in there? Oh, it's, like, it's just water. And they take the lid off and go, madam, there's piss in here. <laughs> <laughs> Explain <laughs> this. Similar um, time period, I did go to Disneyland Paris. Mm-hmm. And I vomited, uh, very orange juice-based vomit, into okay. a plastic bag on the coach back uh, to uh, to Blighty. So, uh, yeah, again, great time, but um, bodily fluids. Yeah, I didn't have any bodily fluid. I mean, I went to Disneyland. You didn't go first. to your teenager, so... Yeah, to 18, first yeah. time I went to Disneyland. Um, yeah, I... I had I had full control of my sort of faculties. Bowel. Yeah, my, my my faculties. Yeah, so I really don't have any stories about that. Apart from one child nearly got lost and um, well got lost temporarily and, and was almost stranded in, in Paris. How did you get permanently lost? <laughs> <laughs> that is a very valid point. <laughs> Dead. I mean, Dead, yeah. <laughs> pretty much the only way. Yeah, but you still you might still get found. But yeah, yeah mi- but dead, missing, <laughs> missing, presumed dead. That's that's the only way you can be permanently yeah. lost. <laughs> missing and no one cares. That's, that's permanently lost. <laughs> the episode opens with Harvey and the guys hacky sacking. If that's the yes, yes phrase, so. or is it just too hacky sack? Um, I think a hacky sack is the little spongy ball that they yes. kick around with their feet. 
the actual sack full of hack. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, and yeah, they're kicking it around in the halls, and Mr. Craft, I believe, has the first line in the episode, which is, what is you young people's obsession with joy? <laughs> which is the first of many great Craft lines in this episode. Yeah, Craft has a cracking episode here, yeah. I think. There was a promotion, I don't know if it, I don't know if it was the brand of crisps or something, where they were giving away... Hacky, hacky sex were a thing like towards the end of primary school mate it's just of... a fucking bean bag it's all in in the late 90s they were marketed I don't know whether in America it worked or whether they just went that's a hacky sack already got one cost, that's a hack of shit cost, cost 50 cents so I'm not falling for your scheme but they did market them over here in the late 90s as bungee bags Yes! I so remember that's that probably now, what yeah. you're talking about oh yeah Mr. Craft sniffs the hacky sack which yeah is he sniffs the ball <laughs> Yeah, he kind of gets it and goes, sniffs it and goes, ugh. I mean... Well, what what does he expect it to smell like? It's been kicked by feet and has probably hit the ground on multiple occasions. Does he sniff everything he confiscates? Maybe. You <laughs> never know where these youngsters are going to be hiding the drugs, do you? No, no that's, that is true, yeah. You reckon it was drug-related? Do you reckon he's a, a secret sniffer dog? Yes, I reckon so. What, yeah. why, else, why else would you sniff it? Yeah, I mean, maybe in mid-1998 there was scandals in America where... Teens were smuggling drugs in through the, the through hacky sacks. sacks. Yeah. It would be a good thing to smuggle things in because it's just you know filled with just padding inside, and you can easily sew it back up. Yeah, mm. it, uh, would be a would be a good uh... note to self. Go to America, smuggle drugs over the Mexican border in hacky sacks. And obviously, good. but you can only do that if you actually kick it over. It's no good just passing it through. You have to kick it over that wall. That's that's, 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 that's uh, definitely yeah, good, that's yeah, definitely yeah. going to be built. Yeah, that but, definite but, wall. You that definitely Mexico's got to... definitely going to be paying for that one. Oh yeah, um, that one. Yeah, yeah of course. Um, when, when you put yeah, kick it over that wall, and then Jose in the side catches it, and that's how you do it, folks. Quizmaster rocks up and tells Sabrina that also her uh, a big witch exam is coming up very soon. He can't tell her when it'll be, but he can tell her where. And that, with a snap of his fingers, Mr. Craft declares that there's a school trip to Florida. We're going to Disney World! And that's it. And That's Disney World. That's Disney World. Which which indicates the only time that anyone could ever go to Disney World is via magic. <laughs> well, <laughs> it is the most magic place on Earth. It as absolutely we, as is, yeah. Well, Other than West, outside of Westbridge. Outside anyway. of Westbridge. But that begs the question, where's the money come for this trip? Yeah, because it, it was used to the magic that Mr. Yeah. Craft was able to say... We're going to we're going to Florida, but yeah, is that money? Is it a free trip that money's Which, just come into effect, or because of the quizmaster saying you got to, we I've got to get you to Florida. The only way I could do this is if there was a class trip so, to Florida. So maybe he magicked money into the school coffers. Yes, maybe yeah, and that was solely dedicated to Disney World. Yes, yeah, yeah, or. It was all that money from the hacky sack trading and the the drugs, the drug money. Maybe, yeah, but maybe he maybe uncom- quiz maybe the quizmaster is is in charge of this hacky sack. Uh, no, no, druggery line. No, 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 not not the quizmaster. His roommate. Oh my yes. Yes. <laughs> If anyone's a drug kingpin, it's that mouse. It's the mouse. Yeah, yeah. definitely, <laughs> definitely. The titles rolled, <laughs> and she's dressed as a boxer, and she says, "Put him up, put him up, put him up." Put up your feet and enjoy the show. And we did. <laughs> we and did. we did. Thank, yeah. Thanks. Thanks, yes. Sabrina. Thanks for making sure that we're comfortable, Sabrina. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it, it could have been better if it was put them up, put them up, put them up. Put them up and enjoy this infomercial for Disney World Animal Kingdom opening soon. Yes. Or open by the time this episode airs. So, uh, But it's nice. New costume never seen. Yeah. And a, a joke based on... 
Do you want to waste time putting us all at Related to... And get, getting us, yeah, getting us settled down. Addressing us directly yes. as viewers of her television show, which is nice. Yes, I love eye contact and uh, accurate addressing. Yes. That's what I like. More than facts and jokes. <laughs> eye contact is great. <laughs> I like eye contact. Yeah. It makes me feel like a person. Yeah, bring it back, guys. Remember, remember when we... It was just eye contact. Eye contact and direct address. Hi, Phil. Remember, Hi. Yeah, remember when we looked at each other when we spoke instead of having our faces stuffed in our in our phones? Yes. Remember them. Those the, were the days. The good old days. Yeah. In the Spellman household, and Hilda and Zelda are packing bags as they're uh, lucky enough to be chaperoning the Disney World trip. Hilda can't wait to go on Splash Mountain, remember, because that's a ride you can go on, while Zelda can't wait to go digging in Animal Kingdom. So Zelda wants to go uh, and uh, use paleontology to, to go yes. do some digging because she likes bones. Giggity. Excellent. I put that in brackets, but I wasn't going to say because I knew Chris would. And Hilda says... <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> and Hilda says that if dinosaurs were still alive... They'd ride all the rides. So why are they just lying around in a pot I'm, of I'm not going to lie. Would have loved to see a T-Rex on Space Mountain. Yeah, trying to put his arms in the air. <laughs> <laughs> he don't know trouble keeping his arms and legs in the ride. Well, maybe his legs, not his arms. Yeah, well, may- maybe not if the bar had to come down and he can't really <laughs> lift his arms up, can he? They head out, but they can't find a Salem to say goodbye to him. And that's because the naughty bugger is hiding in the bloody bag, isn't he? With his little <laughs> With his head sticking out as if you wouldn't notice it. Well, the bag is black and so is his head. I thought that's the bag it. was green. I think the bag is green. Oh, right. Well, in that case, Salem, you need to up your uh, up your camo game. <laughs> yeah. Thing is, though, I'm sure you can easily get through security seeing that uh, Zelda uh, can very easily take her bag of tools... Hey, again we said it, pre-9-11, you can take whatever you want on a take plane. Take whatever you want. You can even smoke. Yeah, so, you can uh, even smoke, you can take all your pain and no, you tools. smoke in the 90s. Uh, anywhere, that's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can but, um, smuggle in a water bottle of piss, I yes. guess. Yeah. yeah. Quick as a flash, we're at Disney World, and it's really nice to see an entire episode pretty much on location. The the hotel rooms, I presume a set, yeah. based on the hotel rooms. But yeah, we it's this is only the third time we've actually been outside yeah, but only the second time it's actually been acted in there. Yeah, the this first is, time this there's is a montage. Like the entire, almost the entire episode takes place outside. This the, is yeah. The only other time properly outside was uh, karate training, karate yeah. training, and the uh, mortal day festival. Yes. Mm. But again, they were just well. The karate training was a very short scene. Yeah, and the mortal day was only like about a third of the episode, like a portion mm. of the episode that took place outside. Yeah, so do you reckon a lot of these people were uh, extras or just uh, customers of Disney? Well, um, they, would, they wouldn't be customers because it was shot before it was yeah, open. Well, d- well, Disney World as a whole was still open. Yeah, but they were specifically in Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom, yeah. yeah. They might have let some people into Animal Possibly the extras got to ride the rides and have fun in Animal Kingdom mm. as well. But I think they were... Maybe that was their payment. Yeah, I think they were brought there for the show, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Just, I just had this vision of Disney World which was going to be mocked up in the canteen or something that <laughs> <laughs> surprised me kind of said it wasn't <laughs> uh, Mr Craft assigns Sabrina and Valerie to the same room yay and in said room they're about to head out but room service rocks up it's no ordinary waiter though it's the Quizmaster who is here to set Serena a hugely challenging test called the survival test yes. the test of survival what she's got to do is Make a potion to turn herself into an animal. Yes. And then make another potion to get her out of being an animal. Yes. All without using her finger. Mm. It's a very unmagical trip here. So I guess that's why he didn't want to zap her to Florida. She had to get there by 
natural means. And it's, yeah, it's a proper sort of like old school sort of compiling ingredients mm-hmm. um, to compose this uh, this potion. It's it's basically chemistry, but with a magical outcome that no actual chemical compound <laughs> achieves. No, yeah, I was going to say it was like chemistry slash food tech. Yeah. In this episode, we see Valerie is desperate to be seen as cool in this episode. It's kind of her story arc in this episode. She's trying not to be affected by anything. Like she said, oh, I'm I'm going to be cool because she sees that Libby and her friends aren't particularly excited about being at Disney World. And then she's like, I'm going to play it cool. But then as soon as Mr. Craft says, you and Sabrina have a room together, she's like, yay! And she kisses him on the cheek. Which was weird. And And he just goes, don't do that again. (laughs) He was not a fan. (laughs) But yeah, so so in this episode, um, Valerie, yeah, she sees Libby and her friends kind of just acting really cool and not being overly excited about being in Disney World. And she, she's kind of embarrassed about how eccentric and that she can be. Yeah. So again, even though she's found comfortable grounds with Sabrina and Harvey, she's still kind of not happy with who she is. is no, she? she's still yeah, she's still very self self censoring. Yeah, yeah. We'll see Valerie and Sabrina fall out because Valerie's on a on a quest to to be seen as cool, not necessarily be cool. Yeah. Just be acknowledged as uh, one of the cool kids. Uh, anyway, yeah, the quizmaster gives Sabrina a magical shopping list that she's got to collect without relying on her finger and sets her on her way while he no doubt scoffs that gargantuan pile of licorice he brought with him. He'll be uh, making a lot of contributions to the poor realm if he eats oh, that much licorice, hell, won't he? Yes. Jesus. Shit. Um, Literally. <laughs> yeah, literally, yeah, gross. Harvey and Valerie are hanging by the Tree of Life, because that's something you can go and see in Animal Kingdom. Open now. It's got up to, what, 35 animals carved into it? Something like that. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, I bet that is really cool. I bet they were just finishing off, maybe chipping in a couple yeah. more by the time. But, uh, yeah, we don't venture into it, we just see it. So maybe it looks impressive at the uh, the front, but maybe at the back. It's just trunk at the minute. Yeah, it's not finished. Oh, a big elephant. <laughs> yeah, big elephant, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so they're the tree of life waiting for Sabrina, who turns up only to run away to forage for plants for science. Uh, <laughs> no. no. Science. <laughs> Science. Chemistry based on soybeans. <laughs> Sabrina then turns up only to run away to forage for plants for science. Sorry, did I say science? I meant the government is her excuse. Yes. So, yeah, whatever science we're going to do with plants. Over on the other side of the park, and Hilda and Zelda are ready to explore the park, but not before forbidding Salem from leaving the dormitory. However, when housekeeping arrives to clean a room that hasn't been slept in, he scarpers. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think it's a room they've just arrived in, and someone yeah. comes in and goes, can I clean she it She should have done that before the previous occupants, well, just after the previous occupants yeah. left, before they came in. Yeah, so between ten and two. If they've not done that, they're not uh, really putting out a very good advert for the housekeeping services of the Animal Kingdom, I yeah. have to say. So, yeah, maybe if you are thinking of... I mean, maybe these practices have changed in the 20 years since it's been open, but um, it's not painting a good picture that these these maids will just walk into your room that doesn't need cleaning and maybe make you stuff. Or they won't clean your room until... You arrive. They won't clean the previous person's detritus up until after you've checked in, which is also bad. Sorry, what was that word? Detritus. I have never heard that. Sounds like a Pokemon. It just means, like, debris. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's nice. I'm going to try and use that. Just like Symposium, I'm going to try and use that in my everyday life. D- detritus? Yeah. Put your hands up for detritus. <laughs> um, I love this debris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
the incompetent maid walks in uh, just to make an easy book. She's got nothing to clean. And Salem Scarpers, despite talking next to her, but she's probably crazy. Uh, <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> There's already talking animals flooding the park anyway, True. isn't there? Uh, we then cut to Sabrina nicking some Disney Corporation property and a baffled Mr. Kraft who seems to note down all of her strange behaviour. I like the return of this. Mr. Kraft is really suspicious of Sabrina. He's yeah. not even sure why they're going to Disney World. Yeah. He, th- he thinks, like, how's that come about? That doesn't seem like the kind of thing the school would do. It certainly doesn't seem like the kind of uh, thing that I would agree to. Yeah. And yet here we are. There's, some- there's something up with this. He's he's very suspicious. He doesn't know why, but he just believes everything strange going on is to do with Sabrina. And he's not wrong. He's not- I mean, he's, yeah, I mean, literally, he's not wrong. He's not wrong, and also, like, she's just acting so odd. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, how could you not be suspicious? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because he, sa- he says, uh, Sabrina, what are you doing trespassing on public property? and uh, Sorry, on a private property. And she says, I'm looking for the ice machine. And then just runs off. Yeah. And he's like, it's a bit weird. But yeah, he's got She a little... does eventually find an ice machine. <laughs> yeah, um, she magics one in. She's one into being. And Mr. Kraft is like, that seems horribly inconvenient. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but who am I to question the the, uh, the decisions made by the Disney Corporation? Yes. But yeah, he, he's uh, yeah he's walking around this clipboard. And it's like he's, he's going out his way to monitor what Sabrina's doing. He's only sort of purpose there is to keep tabs on Sabs like literally nothing else he's not shown doing anything else is he really yeah he's just on the prowl at one point he jumps out some bushes but we'll, we'll get to that later I do like his holiday gear oh he's wearing the gear I would expect a man like Mr. Yeah, Kraft to wear that's what I mean it's so character consistent that that's what a footy duddy like him would wear on holiday like, yeah so what's he got he's got on he's got a polo shirt and then uh, like a like a, yeah, shorts maybe like a a gilet is it a gilet or gilet jacket uh, and then gilet, I think yeah. a raincoat on top yeah. and a a hat yeah um, like an explorer's it, hat in a way it, yeah. it's not an explorer's hat it, it's your stereotypical I'm on vacation hat yeah it's like a bucket hat isn't it yeah, yeah. it's it's an I'm on vacation but I still hold authority yes. outfit it's also the uh, the uh, I I don't really want to put sun cream on my face so I'm gonna wear a big hat hat yes, yes. that's true. Hat. I um I thought Mr. Craft would be a, a, a bum bag kind of man. I would have thought so, especially in the era he exists in the nineties, bum bags are everywhere. Oh so, so. sorry, we should Fanny Pack. Fanny, fanny pack. packs to, 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 to you guys in a stateside land. But yeah, bum bag to, to everyone else. <laughs> bum bag. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I I would have thought he would be a bum bag kind of guy. And also as well we failed to mention Zelda's costume as well whilst we're on it. She's dressed like um like a like Laura Dern, in a way, in uh, from Jurassic Park. Yes, from Jurassic Park. No. Exactly, yeah. exactly like that, actually. Yeah, I was going to say like Sam Neill, but then I remembered Laura Dern's name. So. <laughs> <laughs> She's dressed like a female Sam Neill or Laura Dern. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so she, yeah, so she's got um, so her. She's got like a shirt that she's kind of tied up a little bit. Yeah, you tie got a bit yeah. midriff showing. She's got her cargo shorts. She's got a big sort of explorer sort of rockport boots. Uh, yeah. And then you got the bell and and the and the carry case. Explorer hats, yeah. yeah. Hilda's dressed exactly as she normally would. Which yeah. <laughs> is how not into this whole archaeology trick she is. Yeah. But then she does get in some uh, Disneyland sort of sponsored yeah, gear anyway a little bit later. Oh yeah, it was like um which character have you got that can wear uh, some Disney paraphernalia? Oh okay, Hilda. Hilda. <laughs> Can she wear everything? Yeah, just give her everything and she'll wear it. Is she the nice, fun one? Yeah, she also occasionally murders people, but... Mm, uh. but yeah, we'll gloss over that, but she's yeah. fun while she's doing it. No, that, that's exactly what Disney is, isn't it? 
Meanwhile, Zelda is knee-deep in the sandpit, believing to have uncovered an actual dinosaur femur bone. Hilda storms off board, but ends up bumping into a scheming Libby Chesler. Libby says that considering Sabrina doesn't seem to be around Valerine Harvey, she's going to finally make her move on Harvey. However, in a bid to stop that happening, Hilda makes Harvey disappear. Just... Completely out of the blue. It's another um, old storyline sort of re-establishing this episode, like Libby sort of like trying to make a move on Harvey, not because she actually fancies him, but just because she wants to fuck with Sabrina. Like that's that's kind of an old season one strand that's not really been uh, delved into much in there this season. So it's good to see that come back. Yeah, and another bit of consistency. Libby only feels like she can make a move on men if she's on location. Like, <laughs> like in um, on the uh, the Crucible episode, obviously she wanted to make a move on that other lad because yeah. she thought the the sort of the Pilgrim Salem location was was like a hot and steamy loca- a romantic setting, right? If you remember, I can't remember the boy's name. Um, and so, then in this episode, yeah, she's she's away from school, so she feels like she can be more herself outside of school. No, no, no. She, um, I think what it is is that um, Libby only wishes to attack in the wild. Okay, okay yeah. She, and she's taking advantage of the slight disorientation one feels when in an unfamiliar setting yeah. to uh, pounce. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. So, so she's she's going to strike, but just before she can, Hilda just makes Harvey vanish. They're not like, oh my god, where the fuck's he gone? They're just like. Where is he? He was here literally a third of a second ago. But uh, he disappears. But fear not, he's not in peril. Thank you, Chris. Just in a massive boat jeep tank thingy, working as a hunky travel guide. I believe it's known as a camisole. (laughs) Um. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so if you know about this boat jeep tank thing, let us know at hashtag boat jeep tank thingy. But it's the, like... um, What do we call them? Like a duck... Duck boat. Yeah, it's what uh, I think it's one a of duck those. Duck bus. It's an amphibious vehicle. Yeah, one yeah. of those things that's got wheels, but also like a boat-shaped like undercarriage, which means it can go on water. Yeah. And it's sort of taking them on like a, a like tour through like the river thing that runs through the safari park. Yes, which is called. Did you did you catch what it's called? No, I didn't. It's called something like the Harambe Reserve or something like that. Oh it yeah, is. yeah. yeah. <gasps> Harambe. And later, yeah. later on, of course, much later on. Uh, Harambe, where where did he live? On the internet. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, there was an actual there was an actual gorilla in an actual park. I don't think it was the animal king. No, I don't. No, think it was. no, no, no. Who uh, that was that was killed and subsequently lived on in meme form for yeah. uh, for a, a, several months before the internet, as it does, moved on. <laughs> yeah, um, it always does move on, doesn't it? Uh, but yeah, Harvey is uh, spends more or less the rest of this episode as a tour guide, and we do flick uh, to him occasionally, but. Uh, it's a bit of a weird one because he appears and he is officially working as a tour guide, complete with a Harvey name badge yep. in his full garb of his, of his like a. Like a it's it's yeah, the like adventurer's a, outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The spell includes a uniform and intimate knowledge of the uh, park. Yes, yeah. very sort of. He's very confident addressing everything, and he's got an actual tour guide of people. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they just filmed. I think it's, a, it's just a just gaggle of uh, tourists. I yes. think that's where it is. Of course, those tourists were probably already there on the boat. Did an actual tour guide just vanish and appear who knows where? Yeah, who knows yeah. what happened to the actual one? Yeah. Sort of appeared, like, I don't know, in one of the enclosures and got mauled. Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, Hilda doesn't have much thought about some of her magic, so well, she, she got... She wouldn't care if yeah. that was the outcome, so yeah. So she got Harvey to safety, but then, yeah, who cares about the other... Uh, yeah. About Mick, who yeah, was Mick, supposed to be Mick, doing Mick it. Yeah, Mick could have got mauled. 
Yeah, where's Mick gone? Libby and Val awkwardly chat because they can't find Harvey, but Libby wants her plan to work out, so she decides to hang out with Val, causing her to have a little bit of a breakdown in a desperate attempt to just be cool. Be cool. Yes. So she tries her best. It's quite sad, isn't it? Yeah. But that she still still holds out hope that people like Libby may one day be nice to her and accept her. Mm. Like, she's never, like, Sabrina almost instantly came to the conclusion that Libby and the the company she keeps are horrible and it's not worth trying to be their friend because they live to make the life of people like me miserable and the only way to make that bearable is to sort of fight fire with fire in a way. But Valerie... Jenny too, to an extent, but especially Valerie, never quite sort of given up hope that everything can't just be nice, nobody can't just be friends. Yeah. Which is very noble, but also makes life probably very sad and disappointing for her. Yeah, she's a bit of a tragic character the more we do explore and see different sides of Val. But in this one, she does kind of learn a lesson. I think she gets over Libby, I think, by the end of this episode. Yeah. Or she accepts where she is. It's probably the most time she's had with Libby. Yeah. Probably the best chance there ever has been for them to get along, and it still ends up... Exactly the same. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nothing, nothing can change, can it? Mr. Kraft seems to be having a bit of a breakdown as he's seemingly following Sabrina and he's now sick and tired of her shit, but she runs off before he can say anything. And this is where she says, oh, I found the ice machine, just makes one yeah. appear. Yeah, and he's, again, noting stuff on this little clipboard, which made me think, is the clipboard a school uh, centre thing or is it specifically a <laughs> what is Sabrina doing set of notes I'd like to think it is specifically a Sabrina clipboard yes uh, he might from time to time add one other sheet of paper for example class list lunch yeah. orders you know yeah. no l- not lunch orders he doesn't care covered? about lunch. is that not covered no no, no. it's not his job is it? it's not his job what who gives a shit if Tommy's <laughs> allergic to nuts no one cares <laughs> it's just a class list yeah just make sure nobody has been temporarily lost Yes. So, uh, <laughs> or, per- or permanently, like Mick the tour guide. <laughs> yeah, Mick is dead. Yeah. Hilda I'll accept p- that. <laughs> Hilda pops back to the dino dig with bags of tacky shite, including a personalised mug. They didn't have Zelda, so I got Pam. Close enough. Closer to. Pam is closer to Zelda than uh, Fred is to Valerie. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's yeah. very true. Uh, Zelda luckily isn't bothered as she's only interested in bones so she casts so she casts an ugly incantation to make the bone talk but neither of them understand prehistoric jibber jabber apart from Hilda's got a brief understanding a vague (laughs) understanding of Of course she does yeah well she's she's attracted to Neanderthals we know so again a bit of character consistency and maybe a bit of deep rooted sort of familiarity with with men do you remember jibber jabbers the little fellas and you shook them and they went Remember them? <laughs> no, no. Oh, I feel like I feel like look, look, look them up. They were they were they were they were, they were a toy of the nineties. So what did they do the noise again? I mean, I know Chris is the man with the voices. Well, they 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 kind of like. <laughs> I'm sure that was the thing. So what, what's the jibber jabber sound like, Chris? <laughs> man, that is. That is going to haunt my dreams but for the next few years. You need to see what years. it looks like. It's kind of like the noise of like a thousand feral geese or something. <laughs> yes. Going to attack. Oh, gross. On the neighbouring area and a soaking wet Valerie and Libby are still looking for Harvey. But he's okay. He's continuing his guided tour. This time to see the hippos. That's yes. nice. Yeah, he says something about anger management of hippos as well, which I found quite interesting. Yeah, he says, oh, he says some funny things. He says like, we're off to see... 
the Impalas. Yeah, and that's not a big American sedan or whatever. Yeah, four-wheeled sedan. Yeah, uh, yeah neither is the, the Falcon. Falcon. Yes, yeah, the names of old American cars. And he also says something about a rhino, saying about a female rhino's turn-ons and turn-offs. And then he says to a customer, no, sir, that what rhino isn't waving at you. Yeah. Wait, oh, man, people are weird. Someone's got a rhino fetish. Yeah. Well, mm. you know, this is a kinky... Kinky episode, after all. Yeah, yeah, and they are horny animals. They are. Disgusting. And he is the kinkmaster. He so, is the uh, kinkmaster. If anyone's going to officiate the uh, the kinkness, the, yeah, the, the, the union of man and rhino, then it would be uh, the kinkmaster. <laughs> Salem seems to have gotten lost looking for frozen bananas, which is a thing I only learned in um, Arrested Development. Yeah, the frozen banana stand. Yeah. There's always money in it. Yeah, there is. Didn't know it was a thing. But yeah, she's off to find some frozen bananas and comes to face to face with a giant flamingo and the real life cat acts incredibly well to look confused, intrigued and petrified. Because it probably would be. I mean, I, it's it's not a giant flamingo, mate. It's a regular sized flamingo. It just looks so big compared to little Salem. It, it's just, it was just interesting. It was actually interesting almost from like a naturalist perspective of <laughs> just seeing how a cat would react to a flamingo or yeah. indeed a flamingo to a cat. Yeah. Here is a wild cat stumbling upon a flamingo. Yeah, it was... It, it was yeah, you the put... flamingo gives no shits. It, give, it gave no <laughs> shits. The flamingo... It, it was told, okay, flamingo, right? Just hit that, hit that mark, yeah. and you're done. You yeah. can go, uh, flamingo Pete. Yeah, flamingo Pete. Just, just walk that way. That's all you need to do, flamingo. And it does. And this cat, you know, the little Salem, uh, real Salem, sort of looks at it, kind of stops, and then kind of goes, looks like it hisses or it's a bit scared, just like, and then kind of just runs off. And this flamingo couldn't give a shit. Yeah, just carries on walking. You could put some Attenborough over that. It was, it was, yeah, it was very interesting. Yeah, it was, it was, it was awesome. I, I love just seeing how these animals just hit marks. And stuff. I, I wish we saw more cats interacting with wild animals uh, on this. Obviously, to make on the, you really have to get which animal you put them with, so it didn't end yeah. up very messy indeed. But yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, if you put the cat with the rhino and the yeah. rhino waved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what, what happened next would not be broadcastable. So, no. uh... Back in the sandpit and Zelda uses her magic to turn the bone into a bone head or a garish caveman. So naturally they decide to hide him in their hotel room because he's, I guess he's cold or he's hungry or whatever. So they, um, a very peculiar man. Yeah, I mean, obviously, he's the way he's walking and acting, and possibly even his teeth, you know, are all artificial, sort of, for the character. But nonetheless, this guy does look Neanderthal. <laughs> sorry, does. mate. Sorry, you mate. Do. Um, uh, yeah, poor I, bloke. M- maybe that's why he was cast. Yes, yeah, like, he I, made I a big so. break in Sabrina, and that was it. I'm amazed quite how Neanderthal a modern day human can look. Sabrina is in her hotel room brewing her first potion, which she finishes while Salem is telling her about his near death experience. Valerie walks in, annoyed at being ditched by Sabrina and hanging out with Libby, who she believes is actually enjoying her company. Valerie thinks that Sabrina is jealous of her trying to be cool and being in new company, so to avoid a fight, Sabs exits, leaving her potion behind. Valerie mistakes it for a bottle of herbal, sorry, herbal tea. One of the weirdest Americanisms. They don't miss the H off anything. In, well, maybe the odd accent they do, but every American, regardless of their uh, their regional uh, dialect, pronounces herbal as herbal. Very, very odd. But she bottles it up and takes it out with her. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Missing a vital piece here, mate. Oh, She shit. says, I wonder if Libby would like some iced tea. You are correct, sir. 
It is just cold tea. It is just cold tea. That <laughs> yeah. was freshly brewed cold tea. Fucking don't, don't let it near Mr. Kraft. Fucking oh, hell. Sh- he would not have liked it. Whilst on their latest stroll, Val opens up the bottle and it happens to splash on her and Libby, who magically and wonderfully just morph into zebras. Oh my oh. goodness me, I can't get enough of the transitions because they are just they probably get better as well as technology progresses and they learn they learn more of like how to do it well. Oh my god, you know, the, and also the transition back, which we see. Uh, the transition back thinks better because, um, yeah, they they're neat. They're on all fours, aren't they? When they yeah. move back, but yeah, just this one. I mean, Valerie sort of brings her arms in, and then boom, she's a zebra. <laughs> she's a zebra. That's yeah. it. But, well, it took us a little splash of but, magic, but it's not flash zebra. It's morph. It's morph, but it's a morph that takes place over the course of about a second and a half. If you slow it down, as we have many times, which again you couldn't do in the nineties, so yeah. it doesn't need to be that good. Um, you know, like yeah, it's just impeccable, absolutely impeccable. Yeah, it's 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 more magical than the location they're taking place. Oh in. yes, they absolutely. didn't need to go to Disney World to get some of their magic. There's plenty of magic in the effects team, but yeah, they oh they just amazingly morph into zebras. That's right, zebras. zebras. Not zebras, because we say Zed and not Z. Mr. Kraft comes by to piece everything together. He says, the, the weird trip, the ice machine, zebras, and now a bottle with Sabrina's name on it. And it got me thinking, what on earth would be going through his head at this point? Well, he just, I mean, it, it is just that this whole strange thing that things, because, you know, he's had the previous thing of things happen to me when I'm involved with you and your family. And I can't explain them, and something is up. So it'd just be the same thing, like the same weird thing that's caused me to have all these unexplained, crazy experiences with the mm. Spellmans. This is happening again. And yeah. then, uh, then soon afterwards, he sees that Hilda and Zelda are there too, so he must be really thinking, the Spellmans have got me again. But he doesn't know what it is. Yeah, yeah it's that moment where he's now noting down everything and trying to find a link and sort of adding it up, but he's, he says he's got a sick headache. Because he can't, he just yeah, physically he can't, he can't, can't compute it. Yeah, that's it. Because he knows something's up, he knows something's going on, but he doesn't know what it is. He's trying to get it. Yeah, he's just like Mister Jones. Um, he's trying to get it. He's trying to get his head around it. He's like a film noir, a private dick, but the emphasis on the dick. But, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'd be a sort of detective bastard, isn't he? Yeah. On, his, on his scale. Back in the hotel room, and Salem is scoffing his third jar of nuts. But when Serena comes in, he tries to blame it on some savage squirrels. I'm just cleaning up the mess, he cries. <laughs> Mate, the squirrels, man. They're fucking vengeful bastards. They though. are. And in America, they're brown. So, um, yeah. Just, just, just a fact. Here they're, here they're grey. <laughs> yeah. No, we've got red ones. We've got red. Have you been to Formby? We've got red. Oh, yeah, I didn't see any squirrels, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, apparently, there are apparently red squirrels in Formby. Formby, but you never fucking see them. Well, you know, it was like uh, originally native to this country where the red squirrels, the grey squirrels got introduced and just fucking stole all the land, and now the red squirrels are. Uh, on only in certain places. Oh, yes, are protected and inform me if they ever see a grey squirrel. There are men that come out and shoot them. <laughs> Fuck, really? Yes, seriously. <laughs> no, no. There, are, there are grey squirrel police informed me. Yes, seriously. That, <laughs> I don't, more people know about this. Why did you think there's only red squirrels informed me? How would they stop that happening in Formby when it happens everywhere else? It's just a they, squirrel call, isn't there? They shoot them, yeah. And as well, like, we love you getting in touch with the show. So if you've got your own squirrel stories. <laughs> Do get in touch. Hashtag 
Squirrel stories. Oh. Sabrina discovers that her potion is missing and questions why Salem didn't stop her. Yeah, like I'm going to put down an overpriced chocolate bar just to yell at Valerie. Get real, Sabrina, he says. <laughs> Salem, this potion turns people into animals. Turns people into animals. Why am I finding it hard to summon sympathy? Yeah. He says. So, I can't fucking do anything about that. Lots of, lots of good uh, craft lines, but lots of good Salem lines too in this, yeah. in this one. Yeah. In the second chaotic hotel room nearby, Hilda and Zelda are trying to make out what their caveman lodger is saying. He seems to suggest he's hungry, so Zelda disappears to analyse the soil to make sure they don't make him sick. You know, he wouldn't be hungry if you turned him back into a bone, Hilda says. That's true. Very true. Very valid point. Back outside, and a frantic Sabrina is trying to find Valerie. But just then, a wild Mr. Kraft jumps out of the bushes and shoves the water bottle in her face. Sabina asks him if he saw where the zebras went, because Valerie is a real zebra fanatic. It's a problem, but she'll be near it, no doubt. It's tough for Val, she says there are no support groups for her undying love of zebras. Mr. Kraft suspects she's lying because there are support groups for everything. Yeah, that, that, that adds to the whole, <laughs> adds to his whole suspicion that there must be a zebra support. <laughs> yeah. I'm being had here. Of course she's lying. There's support groups for everything. <laughs> so if, you've, if you're out there and you've got a zebra, uh, not even a fetish, just a, a, a dangerous zebra obsession. If it's getting in the way of living your life. Yes, then... If, if you can't wait, have a waking moment without seeing a zebra... Then get in touch with the show. We're, we will. We are here as your zebra support group. Yeah, yeah we will put you in touch with a zebra uh, yeah. professional. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we know that, obviously, afflictions like this are, you know, complicated problems to live with. They're never just black and white, are they? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <sighs> zebra pun. Sabrina goes to find Hilda for help, but obviously they have issues of their own to deal with. They do, however, use the caveman to help them find the missing ingredient of her second potion. Hilda, Sabrina, and a nicely kitted out caveman find out what she's looking for. He's got a bright yellow jumper and some jeans. Yes. Very nice. Which are a yellow jumper, blue jeans, he's wearing the colours of Sweden. <laughs> yes. Which is appropriate, as when they encounter Mr. Kraft, that's where they pretend this... Uh, Strange fellow has come from. Mr. Kraft comes by and questions Sabrina's strange behaviour. He meets the caveman, who they now name 2T Goldberg. <laughs> Why not? Uh, Hilda's new boyfriend. Boy, Swedes do not do well in warm weather, he says. Just like Australians in jet lag. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the team run off, find some grazing zebra and flick some potion at them, causing uh, Val and uh, Libby to turn back to normal and spit out all that grass and shit they've been eating. Yes. Now, this moment was actually done in green screen. Yes, definitely. You can see the superimposition. Can't yeah. You? yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, my, my preposition is what they did was uh, filmed a blank canvas somewhere in animal kingdom woods of some variety and then green screen that on but it still looked great because sabrina flicks the potion and it's it's on location yeah yes but then she flicks it in yeah a perfect reimagining of the of the area and when you get the close-up of um libby and valerie back to human form they're definitely on location but the yeah the the transitional scene is very definitely done on green screen but uh amazingly yeah so the zebra is just Morph back into uh, Libby and Val, and they're just on all fours, grazing, yes. spitting out whatever garbage they've eaten. Yeah. yeah. Um, again, wonderfully done. Yes, wonderfully done. As it always is. Mr. Kraft is interrogating Libby and Valerie about where they were, but they can't remember anything. Mr. Kraft blames it on Valerie's dangerous obsession with zebras and offers to chaperone Libby herself. He goes, I know whose fault it was. Someone's 
obsessive uh, disorder regarding zebras. And of course, everyone's just confused. Libby makes most of the situation and just buggers off. Yeah. Leaving Valerie on her own. Serena apologises to Valerie and admits that she was jealous, which excites Val. She's She says she's never made anyone feel jealous before, so oh, she's well, savouring the moment. That's nice that she got something out of the whole experience yeah. then. Her, her, her uh, sort of enjoyment might be, you know, on reflection, a bit in poor taste, but she loves that her yeah. friendship genuinely means a lot to somebody. And that's a good feeling, isn't it? Yeah. But she, uh, nicely, she kind of, I guess she accepts that Libby and her just not meant to be. She realises Libby was yeah. kind of using her. So hopefully she's over it. She also says, I've got a feeling that Libby's the kind of person who would fight me over a salt lick. Which people yeah. <laughs> shed some light what they've been doing as zebras, which is so much I really enjoyed. Uh, so Sabrina apologises to Valerie and they need to go and find where Harvey is. But Zelda seems happy with her findings and Hilda brings Harvey back into the fold just as he finishes a no doubt critically acclaimed tour Help me, he pleads with Mr. Kraft. Well, he's still spouting facts, but he now doesn't know why he's doing it. Yeah, and he just yeah, he just goes to Mr. Kraft and goes like, help me. So he's pretty traumatic about, he can't remember where he's been, and he has no idea why he knows all this stuff. And why he's dressed like he is. And again, Hilda just not really caring about the uh, emotional and physical um, consequences of her spells. It's, yeah. it's the equivalent of being uh, knocked out. Hit, taken in the back of a van, driven somewhere uh, to a location with a hood over your head, being tied up, and then having the hood taken off and not knowing what the fuck's just, going just on. Just being released, going, yeah. yeah, go on, enjoy yourself. And he's... Uh, and, and you're, in, you're in the depths of Serbia. It's like, what the fuck am I doing here? Yeah. yeah. But I just want to know where Mick is. Yeah. Did, was Mick brought back? Was <laughs> You can't get brought back from what happened to Mick. What being no. permanently lost. There's, 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 <laughs> there's no coming back for Mick. <laughs> yeah. He, he might physically come back. He'll never come back mentally. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I want to know is like if, if the rest of that trip, sort of some managers of the Animal Kingdom were going around, you know, Harvey, come on, man. You've, you've got a tour waiting for you. And he's yeah. like, I don't know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> I don't work here. <laughs> well, the name bad says something else there, yeah. Harvey. But despite being ashamed of how America dresses, uh, he seems unscathed and they celebrate with some lemonade freshly poured by the quizmaster himself, who is just full of bants. He says not only has she passed the survival test, but uh, that she's got to uh, spend a day, nay, a week in Antarctica. Well, he says, you've not passed yet. You've got to spend a day in Antarctica. And she's like, what? He's like, I'm only messing. It's a week. <laughs> no, I'm only messing. Yeah. <laughs> what a kidder. Yeah. What a card he is. <laughs> the caveman, too, has a happy ending, boys. Not that kind. But he, is, he will no longer live life as a bone, but as a bottled water dispenser. And the only word he can say is, Ugh. Yes, ice. Ice. <laughs> ice. Nonetheless, Mr. Kraft uh, engages him in a conversation about Sweden. He does, uh, yeah. So the credits roll, and it's not really back and forth. It's just snippets of, I guess, cutting room footage. I think Martin Mull improvising is basically what it is. Yeah. You, you, it's the kind of thing you see in credits of, like, you know, like... Um, like Will Ferrell films and everything where they improvise yeah. a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, so he's, asking, he's saying, oh, you must be proud of how you did in Nagano, which was, of course, the Winter Olympics that took place that year. Um, he says, um, what does he say? He says he's a fan of some, like, Swedish director or whatever, but obviously the replies he gets are always... 
Yeah, it's just surprised. Just oh, I know a good dentist. He says, and he but you probably need gum surgery. Or something. And he asks her about Hilda. As, asks him about Hilda as well. What he, what he makes of her? Oh, he makes a oh, oh kind of joke. <laughs> yes, it's like. <laughs> Do you notice anything strange about Hilda, you know, despite the fact that, you know, regards to the fact that oh, she's just a woman? Oh, do you think Hilda woman. acts a bit strangely, you know, aside from the fact she's a woman? Again, Mr. Kraft, horrible sexist. <laughs> oh, that's, <laughs> that's what he gets. <laughs> so that's the end of episode 23, entitled Disney World. Boys, was that episode as magical as, as the world it was set in? It was a, it was a fun episode that... Um, Got to see a lot of uh, a lot of Mr. Kraft, a lot of Martin Mull being the funny gentleman he is, um, which which was nice. I enjoyed sort of the sort of the character development of Valerie, the fact that she gained a little bit of confidence perhaps from you know, really knowing that her friendship with Sabrina is genuine and, and means a lot. It could have been a lot more throwaway than it was. It could have been a lot shitter than it was, considering it was essentially a commercial. I think they did very well to make sure it was actually something that served the show as well as served the product yeah. that they were selling in terms of that theme park. I enjoyed it. Yes. Uh, Chris? Uh, I didn't actually realise it was an advert for Disney World until you said, oh yeah, by the way, sort of an advert for Disney World. But, you know, as with that in mind, it sort of, it makes sense. It's logical. They do try and fit everything in to the episode. So it's like, look at Animal Kingdom. This is what's here. They even, I mean, it's that moment of, Hilda takes Harvey out of the equation just so that he could be the tour guide and to tell the audience, the watchers at home, it's like, look, we've got the Harambe Safari, let's have a look at what animals are here to try and entice people in. But it sort of, it was, it struck some form of balance. Yes. Yeah. So they used the cast members to advertise Animal Kingdom, whereas Sabrina had her own adventure. Yes. Sabrina and Mr. Kraft were the only ones relevant to plot. The only ones carrying a plot. Hilda and Zelda obviously playing in the the dinosaur area of Animal Kingdom. Um, Harvey, Libby and Val um, hanging out in round the specialist rides because yes. the only the only visited specifically Animal Kingdom areas. Yeah, yeah. but like, yes, let, let's go. Let's meet at the Tree of Life. That's a central point. Uh, duh. Oh, where are we going to go now? Let's go on the river tour thing. Oh, where are we going to go now? Well, let's do the Harambe Safari. Uh, it was yeah. I reckon if I was a kid watching this, I would be like, this Animal Kingdom thing looks really cool. I'm going to ask more about that if we can go. Yes. yes. Yeah. Which is the whole point of it. But I would also think if I was a kid who really enjoyed watching Sabrina, that was a good episode of Sabrina as well. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. No, it so was. both its purposes perfectly adequately. Yes. I wonder, though, how many kids watched this episode, went to Disney World, then actually generally did go to Disney World and started pulling apart all leaves and trees scattered on the on the ground to make their own potions to turn friends into Or trying animals. to find a, an ice machine in the middle of a forest. Yeah, yeah. I bet there were a few missing kids that first weekend. Temporarily yeah. lost. Yes. Temporarily not, not lost. Not permanently, don't worry. <laughs> no, your children are fine. Um, but no, it, it's. Uh, I think it was a, a good episode, particularly for Mr. Kraft. Again, I love this development of he's onto her, he's onto her, and I really... As we discussed a couple of episodes back, I really hope it actually comes into something yeah. where he actually does declare, I think you're a witch. Or maybe he doesn't say anything, he just sees her actually being a witch or using magic. He seems to get so far down the rabbit hole and then he's like, this is all so weird and he's such a rational sort of like button down man, he can't come to a fantastical conclusion. He's trying to find like a logic there and so he never quite 
never quite hits the mark, but yeah, I hope he does get there eventually. But uh, what do we know? It's all up to our main man, Chris. He is our rank master, so uh, he sets the bar of what this episode uh, rightly deserves to be scored out of. So Christopher, episode 23, Disney World, what are you giving it? Uh, oof, I think um, six waving rhinos out of a horny man. <laughs> six waving rhinos out ooh, of a horny man. Okay. Yeah. We, Just, saw, we saw a man come out of a rhino in Ace Ventura 2, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's... I want to see Ace Ventura but coming out of Salem's arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it, it, it was an alright episode. Six waving rhinos out of a horny man. Yeah. Um, um, Graham? I'd add an extra half of a waving rhino onto that. I'd say 6.5. Okay, 6.5, and yeah, I agree with you, Graham, with this one. I think 6.5, sort of waving rhinos out of a horny man, is uh, not a good situation to be in, but I think a good good score. Would you like to know what the next one's called? Yeah. Episode 24, we're nearing the end, boys. This is the three episodes until we reach the end of this So there's three episodes remaining of the series. Yes, including this one. So there's 25 episodes in total. Uh, 26. 26. 23, 24, 26, 26, 26, 26, 26 I can't add up. <laughs> a longer season than last, because last yeah. season was 24. Yeah. So uh, this is reaching the point of the yeah. season for the yeah. of last season. Is it anti-penultimate? Is that third to last, I think? Something like that. Something like that Again, yeah. if you know, get in touch, correct Tertiary us. penultimate. <laughs> Tertiary penultimate. <laughs> uh, so episode 24 is called... Camisole. <laughs> it's not called. <laughs> episode 24 is called Sabrina's Choice. Ooh. Instant peril. Instant peril. <laughs> Instant peril! No idea. I mean, I mean, that's not the synopsis of the episode. Well, Sabrina's choice obviously comes from Sophie's choice. Don't know anything about that. Sophie's um, choice was she had to pick which child to save. Is that what it was? Pretty much, yeah. So basically, that sounds very perilous indeed. Mm. Which friend she has to save? No one's going to die, though. Instant peril, mate. Is there instant peril? I has someone tell you, been mate. kidnapped? We'll have to wait until next week to find out if it's instant peril. But yeah, you pretty much move on. Sabrina's choice. When Sabrina plays one aunt against another, they decide to set up separate households, and Sabrina has to decide between them. Oh. So it sounds a bit perilous, Chris. Hopefully, it's it's as action-packed and violent as as the instant peril you want. Most likely isn't, but we can still hope it's it's a good episode. So that's for next week. Our what did we anti? Penultimate. Tertiary penultimate. Tertiary penultimate. Oh, anti- I think it is anti-penultimate back up wrong. Well, yeah. anti-penultimate means not the penultimate. Yeah, I know. I but that's every episode. That would be every episode. <laughs> penultimate one. <laughs> Google anti-penultimate. I'm going to Google, because Google for fuck's sake, I'm going to Google third from the end. Yes. <laughs> yeah, anti-penultimate. Third from the end. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, so we did our research live. Yeah. So our uh, and, and the important yeah we did our research live. The important thing to remember though is that I was right. <laughs> <laughs> and well done you. Yes. Uh, so thank you very much to uh, to you uh, wherever you are for listening to this show. I've been Phil Dean. Thank you very much. I would uh, like to thank uh, my uh, compadre Graham, who is always right. Thank you, Graham. Anti penultimate. <laughs> and I'd like to thank my other friend, who uh, is right, just not all the time. It's Chris Evans. Thank you, Chris. I'm always right. My facts are facts. Whether I've made them up or not, it's a fact. They're just alternative facts sometimes. They're my facts. Sabrina the Teenage Watch is available in many different formats, so whether you're listening to us on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio or iTunes, please leave us a comment or a review. Your support means we get more listeners. 
and it means our hard work is not going to waste. And we can look at ourselves in the mirror. If you want to contact us or keep up to date with our episodes, you can follow us on Twitter at Sabrina Watch. And you can find us on Facebook, just search for Sabrina the Teenage Watch, and there we shall be. And thank you to you for listening wherever you are. And remember, may every little thing you do be be magic. magic.